Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're okay. I'm just... I've been gargling today mm. um, a thing called Sanderson's Throat Specific, mm. which you get from behind the counter at Boots because my voice is shot to pieces. And the only way to describe it, and it, and it opens the same question every time I say what it tastes like, opens the same question, it tastes like warm cat piss. And no, I don't know what warm cat piss tastes like. It's just what I presume warm cat piss tastes like. It's disgusting. I should have brought some with me to give you a try. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> It'd have gone well with your cinnamon, cinnamon bun. It was like when I lost my throat a few years ago, and I've got like actory singery mates. I said, what's good? And he just went, zinc. And I went, Hur. and he went, oh yeah, get, get it with zinc with lemon. I was like, I've just got pure zinc. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> For the challenger, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, the proverbial glass is half full. His reign as WWF champion ended last November. But in the aftermath, he has launched a crusade of reckless abandon in the World Wrestling Federation. Now, this rebellious malcontent finds himself in a position to reclaim championship gold in a no-holds-barred match that favors a man of his size. For the champion, Shawn Michaels, the glass is half empty. He fulfilled a boyhood dream at WrestleMania, but lost a close friend on the road to the championship. Tonight, in what will surely be the most emotional match of his career, he not only yields a distinct physical advantage to the seven-foot diesel, but a psychological one as well. Can David slay Goliath? Or will Shawn Michaels reign as leader of the new generation come to an abrupt end? Tonight, only one thing's for sure. When it's over, these two friends turn better enemies will hate each other even more than before. Welcome, everyone, to the Cold Holly Classic watch-along of In Your House, Good Friends, Better Enemies. And as they always say on the sign, watch, watch out for, for the, the friends, friends who, who become, become better eggnog. Purveyors, especially when the motorway is clear. My name is Tom Campbell, fake Geordie radio presenter without portfolio. I am joined by the mulligan to my O'Hare from cultaholic.com. It's the rambunctious Jackie Orlando. Jackie, how are you doing? Hello. If you are not watching on the Patreon, uh, you are missing out on 
uh, Jackie Orlando uh, with his normal coffee, his extra strength coffee <laughs> that he uh, that he goes and buys before this. Yep. And a beautiful looking cinnamon bun. It's a, a tribute to Robbie Coltrane because later on I'm going to just precariously place it on the edge of something. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he did? A precariously placed sticky <laughs> bun. <laughs> Oh, yes! <laughs> oh, God, I forgot. Oh, yeah, we lost Cracker, didn't we? Yeah. What, that is sad, isn't it? Yeah. I miss him. I miss him. Too. What was your favourite Robbie Coltrane part? Um, Goldeneye. Oh, oh, bloody hell, yeah. Yeah. Just as a kid, just be like, is that Robbie Coltrane? He was just one of those that I knew from things. And then in Goldeneye, I was like, oh, yeah, there he is, just being hard and Russian, <laughs> Scottish Russian. He's playable in the Goldeneye game. Yes, he bloody is. Which is therefore, I think, makes him eligible for Smash Brothers. Ooh. What a way to honor Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> Robbie Coltrane enters the battle, but not, not as his Goldeneye character, as, as Robbie, Robbie Coltrane. Coltrane. Yeah. But put, then, put Robbie, hashtag get Robbie Coltrane in Super Smash Brothers. Imagine it though, because I know Smash Brothers fans always complain that they put loads of Fire Emblem characters in. Mm. But imagine it just being like, oh, another James Bond actor. I can't, I don't want to play as Sean Bean. He plays the same <laughs> as Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> I was hoping you go, oh, another character from Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep putting these bit characters in from Robbie Coltrane's admittedly excellent detective series. Helen Mirren was in Silent Witness. What's she doing here? <laughs> For some reason, Nintendo just take to putting <laughs> drama characters into Smash Brothers for no apparent reason. Fuck it out. We're just playing as DCI from Thingy. Um, we are here. <laughs> no. Tosh. Tosh. It's Tosh. 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 <laughs> what a callback. What a callback. They're just weirdly putting in characters from the bill now in Smash Brothers. <laughs> We've got every other character ever in Smash Brothers. We're now up to characters from the bill. <laughs> It's what we wanted. It's yeah. What we... The dream. <laughs> what was his name? What's the really famous one from, from uh, the Bill? It was Reg. Reg from the Bill. Reg. Confirmed for brawl. <laughs> Reg from the Bill is cleaning up Smash Brothers. And uh, Larue's mum. <laughs> <laughs> Larue sang Bulletproof. Yeah. Oh, her mum was in the Bill. Yeah. Well, you've already learned shit. On this podcast. <laughs> that all came from a cinnamon bun. <laughs> oh, we can make... Oh, wait till we do this live. It'd be amazing. Oh, God. What a, hey, there's a, there's a thought. What a great idea that would be. Um, so apologies for this. As you're hearing it, I'll, I'll give you a forewarned. Um, I'm not poorly. And bless, I, I did a news podcast last week. Uh, this is going out the week after. And a few people watched the news videos and went, are you feeling all right? Are you, are you poorly? Be, be well. Don't go crazy. <laughs> so I'm perfectly healthy, <laughs> annoyingly healthy. Just fucked my voice, ringing out. Yeah. <laughs> just, just blew it out again like I did it. I'm a child. Like Clash at the Castle in Cardiff. I'm there as press. Oh, that was wonderful, though. Hello, Triple H. <laughs> Can I ask Hey, you're, you're funny. <laughs> you being a fan. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Triple H. Yeah, but you're all doing that. Yeah, yeah, we are. Except the grown-ups who weren't. <laughs> you, you say you're a toddler. I went to Anna Castle yesterday. Nice. Had a, had a day in the castle and then had a late lunch. And then when I got home, I had to just go lie down because I was done for the day. I was like, oh, <laughs> I feel sick. And Sean was like, yes, you've been around the castle and had a sandwich. It's good they're <laughs> at Castle, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Did you have the sandwich at the, the cafe bit they have in the open air? No, we went um, just around the 
corner afterwards. We were all castled oh. out and thought, oh, we need a late lunch. Oh, did you go to like a little like bar restaurant thing at the bottom of the hill in Annick Castle? I forget what it's called, but it's got like like jungle pictures on the wall. No, we went to oh. one which had some old bottles in the window, which apparently haven't been touched since the 1700s. Because the, the owner in the 1700s put these bottles there and then suddenly dropped dead and they went, curse them. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's called the cursed bottles of Annick or something like that. But. Why would you want to drink there? If there's genuinely a curse as you walk through the door. Danger. I suppose, the element of danger. Yeah. But uh, I'm all right, uh, and, and Jackins is all right. Yeah, all nice right. lie down after Annick Castle. <laughs> nice to sleep after going around. Basically, for anybody watching in America, Annick Castle is uh, where they film the exterior shots of Harry Potter and numerous other films as well. Mm. A lot of other films. There was one about um, about an, about aliens or, or time travel from a Disney film where somebody goes back in time to Camelot. Oh, right. It's an old Disney film, and it's all filmed at Annick. Oh. And it's meant to be Camelot, and I love it. And I, I went back home and watched it on Disney+. Plus. I was like, damn, we were there today. But yeah, most of the, all the external shots are uh, Hogwarts, aren't they? The Hogwarts, and it was using Blackadder 1, the weird Blackadder series as yeah, well. Yeah, the one that people didn't really vibe with compared to this, because it wasn't as... It was darker. It was darker, and it and it wasn't as polished as the others. No, no. It certainly wasn't as polished as the other ones. But there you go, there's Annick Castle. Should you? Did you then go to Northumberland Zoo? No, we've been... There, though, I think. Mm. I think we went last year for Sean's birthday, and this year we're just like, let's go the same general area. I like it. Um, no, but I do like that little zoo. It's been, it's, it's been funded by a food company, by a beef jerky company. And that's what I think. Your face is what I think. Because <laughs> it was like Northumberland Zoo and the home of such and such beef jerky. Mm. Like, why is a beef jerky place being set up at a zoo? 17 animals went missing in unrelated news. Mm. Try our new beef jerky. I'm not saying that's what they do, but that was what crossed my weird mind. Jerky King. Jer <laughs> <laughs> I've got it. I run a zoo, but it's secretly Jerky King. Don't sell anyone. Don't sell yeah. the, the logo for the zoo is Bulldog touching his nose going, it's between you and me. Kill the animals and put them in meat. <laughs> Welcome to Davy Boy's Fun Zoo. We've got Fun Zoo and Beef Jerky Emporium. Got a mouse. Got a Matilda. <laughs> Another mouse. <laughs> Hedgehog. <laughs> and a cat. Well, <laughs> house is the best zoo! <laughs> is it your hedgehog, David? No, I just turned up one day. <laughs> I, just put, I just put a fence around it. You feed it. Oh no! Gave right. Give us some chips. <laughs> Chip King. Order now. Hedgehogs <laughs> love them. The boys fun too. It's always sad when an animal dies, but on the plus side, uh, the restaurants never be busier. <laughs> They're not related though. No. Uh, we're here to watch in your house. Good friends, <laughs> better enemies, aren't we? That was an amble, wasn't it? <laughs> oh gosh, that was that was that was quite the preamble. We haven't got to a mini amble yet. Uh, we have some letters of yours to read as well. Some emails of yours to read. Thank you for getting in touch. Classic at cultaholic.com. Uh, we're going to mix it up and we're going to read them during the show because uh, In Your House, Good Friends, Better Enemies is a mixed bag, Jack Atkins, from what mm. I have researched. Mm. It's a mixed bag. It has, according to Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer, the best match in WWF in the 90s 
And the worst match in WWF in the 90s. Okay. Half an hour between them. <laughs> oh, shit, the best. Oh, yes. No surprises to guess what was what, but we will get to it. Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to watch In Your House, Good Friends, Better Enemies. You can find it on the WWE Network or Peacock, uh, April 28th, 1996. It's about an hour and 41 long. Uh, we are going to give you a second to find it right now. Well, There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Come back. Thank you, Jack Kinsey. I realized I was already a minute ahead. Yeah. So excited. <laughs> um, what are your, you know, you haven't looked into this too much, have you? Or no. have you? I No, the only thing I looked into was we'll come to it when a certain... Because we, as we know, I'm doing a manager's list. Yes. And someone appears in this and does frig all. And then I don't think it ever appears again. So, of course, that's right. An entry on them. <laughs> um, aside from that, I, I know little. I assume, is this the first in your house which has a name? It's not just in your house five, um, in your house six. No, I think they've had oh, no. names. Great, the Canadian one. Great White North. Yeah. Um, they've they've had names. That, that we had. Yeah, we had... Um, Oh no! Was it? Did the title match one have names? No, it was just like all the belts on the line. They've kind of had names, but they've not been like the focus yeah. of the name. This is where we start to see the names become more focused. Yeah, and the in your house bit, while still prominent, will sort of be edged out over time. Yeah, but it starts here because the name of the paper is very prominent. Uh, and on go, we're going to press play, and you're going to watch it with us, and we're going to offer alternative, informative, intellectual commentary of it. Mm. Mm. On go in three, a two, oh, on go. We're off. I was excited to see that they're changing up the WWE pay-per-view schedule and getting rid of, allegedly getting rid of the gimmick pay-per-views and maybe getting some of the old names back. I am buzzing for that. And, and do you know what? And that's the right way to be because yeah. the, the issue that, that WWE has now, it's not really an issue, but like you have like Hell in a Cell, TLC, 
and therefore they're not so much matches that feuds are built up to, but yeah. they're sort of speed bumps that feuds go through. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way. You should have like Hell in a Cell when it needs yeah, to be definitely. Hell in a Cell. So bring back Unforgiven. Ooh. Bring back No Way Out. Backlash. Backlash! Bring back Backlash! It's my favorite. Can't bring back Judgment Day because that's already a name now. Yeah. Um, no Mercy. No Mercy. Armageddon. Bad Blood. Bad Blood. Um, beware Bom of Dog. <laughs> oh. Just for fun. Canadian Stampede. Canadian, yes! Do a Canadian Stampede again. But I like the idea of them bringing them back. Yeah. I think that's cool. And also more international events yes. this year as well. So you might see a, a wider split of American and non-American shows. I always thought the W in WWE stood for America Wrestling Entertainment. <laughs> but apparently it means world. What is this? It's like the World magic. Series, isn't it? Oh, God. Okay, a CGI plane dropping in-your-house bombs on Omaha. Okay. <laughs> so if they're dropping it on Omaha, are they insinuating that the WWF plane is Japanese? Is that what it is? I think that's what they're <laughs> suggesting. That's a weird graphic to start with. You know, it's one of those ideas... Where one of those one of those concepts they go, oh, should we just do that? Yeah, we won't think any more about it. Yeah, we'll just crack on with it. <laughs> nice few signs in the crowd. Looks like quite a hot crowd. Mm -mm. We are in the Omaha Civic Auditorium, uh, nine thousand five hundred sixty-three, selling out the auditorium, the largest wrestling gate ever in Omaha. Mm. Sold out five hours before the first match. Uh, the largest crowd for wrestling ever in Omaha, but with wrestling having its big history in Omaha, numerous previous sellouts in the same building for shows without production. Uh, it might not be the case, but in terms of like the fastest sellout ever, maybe. Yeah. Um, either way, it's it, WWE are delighted because they're it's on, packed. They're on an upswing. Yes. Ah, oh, here we go. And we start. <laughs> go on, back from me, zoo. <laughs> Owen. He's coming around later. I've got an earthworm. <laughs> Fresh from running his zoo. I love now he's got a full man. He can't, he's so fucking knackered. He's wrestling. He's running multiple franchise <laughs> restaurants. And now he's running a zoo. Is Davey wearing his Allied Powers pants? Oh. He's got the American flag on his thumb, <gasps> despite being with a Canadian. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a bit weird. Or did he start the long, did he have the long tights Allied Powers? That's, that's just a weird look. That doesn't make sense. No. Why is he half American? You think maybe he'd be half Canadian? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That doesn't work for me. Doesn't uh, work for me, brother. Doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> so, uh, I know you're thinking. There's Bulldog and there's Owen Hart. More? I thought it was going to be Bulldog versus Jake. No, um, because Bulldog and Jake are both a bit packaged. Yeah. So we're making it a tag match just to take some pressure off everybody involved. Uh, yeah, because Bulldog got injured during the Germany tour and Jake Roberts is just a bit knackered, isn't he? Yeah, so this is a way to kind of hide a few imperfections that we might get from the match. Yeah. Uh, in the run-up to this show, uh, Goldust is hurt. Yes. Uh, also in Germany, he got injured. He got taken off the tour. But WWF has not only put the Intercontinental title back on him, but continued to sell the fact that he's all right and he'll be here tonight. Now, he will compete tonight. Um, yeah. But what we get is not that great. Yeah, yeah that's the only bit of the show I know. Jake, Jake Roberts is on screen, by the way, so we're 
پشت yes. سرانه Does your dad look like Jake Roberts? Yeah, he does. Nice. <laughs> he does. I think we've all got a family member that looks a bit like Jake Roberts. Yeah. Because my uncle Alan looks like Jake Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. I'll find a picture of him and I'll show you. He looks like he looks like Jake the Snake. To the point that when he would come out to the ring, my brother would go, it's Uncle Alan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you that a few months ago, my parents were channel hopping. There was AEW and they noticed Jake the Snake and sent a picture and went, do you know who that is? I put to me, I was like, you forget what I do for a living. And you also forget that I know my dad. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I like that when my mum and dad, we channel hop in and see some wrestling. And yeah. my dad will go, hey, breaking news. But he brought Lesnar's back. Bushwhackers. Get on it. <laughs> Bushwhackers, how are they doing? <laughs> but he brought Lesnar's back. Get on it. <laughs> All right, dad. Yeah, we so there, there's me and my dad there, because I'm Tim Wise. And my dad's Jake the Snake. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... Uh, the story here, Clarence Mason has litigation that says that Jake Roberts can't bring the snake with him. And Jake Roberts, ever one for the eye of the law, has just ripped it up and gone, get my snake out anyway. Pop for the snake, though. There's revelations, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> yes, this revelations, I believe, is the name of the snake. Oh, Pipe, Pipe, get him. I'll have him for my shoe. Oh, that's the biggest earth bear I've ever seen. <laughs> Makes my look shit. I'm going to have to go home and kill him. <laughs> Bulldog on his hands and knees crying. <laughs> Hitting hit a worm with a hammer. Sorry, Augustus. You fucking bastard. Why are you so small? His worm's massive. I gave him some anabolics. He didn't take to him. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Tried to feed it popcorn. <laughs> Still lumpy now. <laughs> doesn't digest it. It's like a snake. <laughs> well, and... See you later, Jake. Well, Jake's been told to take his snake to the back. Put his snake away. Who's going to look after the snake? Uh, Skinner. Oh, no, I wouldn't trust someone called Skinner. This is the opening match, by the way, and they're already wasting time. Again, this is yeah. all bollocks because <laughs> we've got uh, several injured or, and or knackered wrestlers, so let's yep. pad, let's pad and pad and pad a on a five-match card. Fantastic. The WWF in 1996. Uh, we've had um, a dark match before this. Uh, Mark Mera beating the one, two, three kid in seven minutes. Once he three kids in the doghouse, doesn't he? He doesn't look good as well. Apparently, he was very sloppy working and has really dropped a lot of weight as well. Not that he could afford to. Mm. Um, Hunter Hearst Helmsley did a run in during the match and uh, it got it led to Mera winning by DQ. Okay. One and three quarter stars from Dave. Still one and three quarters for a one, two, three kid who didn't look yeah. great. Oh! Oh, yes! Ooh. All the boys! Has he broken his hand? Ahmed Johnson's hand is taped up. So Ahmed is injured too. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, injured hand during a match. Not sure which. It might have been the Germany tour as well. Of course. So everybody's in a bad way. So let's pad as much as we can. Either that or it's Mr. Socko. We've <laughs> got this idea. Sock puppet man. <laughs> Did you say sock puppet king? No, I said sock puppet man. Oh, man's like an inferior king. Man. <laughs> oh, that's deep. 
<laughs> Man is like an inferior king. <laughs> deep that is, brother. That's deep. So here we go. We finally got our opening match. Uh, Jake and Ahmed versus Owen and Bulldog. Uh, don't expect this one to go the distance. It'll certainly happen. <laughs> I thought someone on the front row was somehow wearing a Wolfpack Sting t-shirt, but it's a weird Shawn Michaels t-shirt where he's got a big red face. WS merch, whilst it's outselling WCW's merch at this point, is really disgusting. Yeah. It is not of, uh, of, a, of a particularly nice nature. Well, there's the, um, the famous story from Foley's first book, isn't there? That in the next couple of months, when uh, Mark Henry joins and WWF's merchandise and things, like, Mark, we've got a couple of t-shirts for you, thinking this, this, and this. Man, Mick Foley's like, oh, can we get a Mankind t-shirt? He's like, yeah, there's one here for you. Steve Austin's like, can I get a t-shirt? He's like, no, no one's going to want a Steve Austin t-shirt. <laughs> I hope that person got fucking fired in 97. <laughs> Good hand in the mid-card, though. Good hand in the mid-card. Yeah. <laughs> Is, it must be the second best selling t-shirt of all time behind NWO, surely. Austin 360. I think it must be. I, think, I, I, think, I have a feeling it goes John Cena... Yeah. NWO, Steve Austin. Yeah. I think it does. I might be wrong. Uh, Bulldog was in the match, and then he left the match. Yeah. He's not frightened. Ahmed Johnson just <laughs> not giving up that point. Again, like Sting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering whether Ahmed's injury isn't legit and whether Dave got it wrong. Because I'm just thinking now, they went on tour in Germany, and when it, we realized that Bulldog was hurt... They swapped out the matches for arm wrestling matches. Yeah. So I wonder whether it's a gimmick thing that's maybe misinterpreted. But either way, everyone's still packing in the match. Well, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Work the crowd, brother. Oh, there's a lot of crowd work, brother, brother, brother. And whilst they do work the crowd, let's dive into the mailbag. Go on. Uh, James Fretz has emailed classic at coltaholic.com. Thank you, James. Hello, Tom and Jackie Orlando. I hope your respective vacations were great. Mr. Fretz of Sausage King <laughs> and Fretzelmania here. I was listening to episode 155 of the Classic Raw Review. Fuck, we've done that many. And took a special notice of your discussion on sausage. <laughs> Quite a few people did. Uh, having a family full of butchers, I can Ooh. offer a little insight. We had a little butcher shop that shipped meat all over the greater Toronto area back in the day. Actually, around the airtime of this episode, an 11 or 12-year-old me would have been helping my late father feed the pigs he'd later be killing for the sausage meat, then slack off and talk wrestling bollocks with my older cousins. What makes a sausage sausage? Now, because we were talking about why is a sausage shaped like a sausage. Yes. Right? The intestinal casing the ground meat is stuffed in is what makes the sausage sausage. The square or round-shaped ones are basically burger patties, but still delicious. You can stuff any ground meat into an intestinal casing, and it'll make a great sausage. I recommend venison. Dear. Good luck with your sausage, King. Tell Davey Boy to keep the sausages in the fridge so they don't spoil. Keep up the good work. The retro reviews make me happy and nostalgic every week. Insert test joke, complaining about Sonic 3D Blast. No, <laughs> because he plays N64, you prick. I mean, thanks, James. <laughs> Thank you, James. <laughs> Well, of course, one of the nicknames for the... Love you really, James. Thank you. For the greater Toronto area is it was Hogtown because there's just an abundance of pig ah. farms out there. Because pork is very cheap out there. I'm more of a chicken man. Whereas over here, chicken's quite cheap. Whereas over there, it was like pork. It's like, oh, do you want pork chops? Oh. We'll give you $2 if you take a tray of chops home. It wasn't, oh. wasn't like that, but it was... I ate a lot more pork. <laughs> But yeah, oh. so there you go. So, so the, the intestinal shape of the casing is what makes it called a sausage. Yeah, which is why you don't get square sausages because literally it's. Try, try telling that to the Scottish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
they, they, they make up their own rules on food. They deep fry pizza. Because I know there's chicken sausage. I don't know why, but that the idea of that sits wrong with me, even though I, I love sausage and I love chicken. But the idea of a chicken sausage makes me go, oh, that's, that's not correct. My brother was horrified when he had one. Yeah? He was really upset by it. I was like, why? They're fine. No. Same reason for you. You're not quite sure why you're horrified by it, but you just are. Yeah. Lovely. I'm sure if you served me a sausage and said, is chicken sausage, I'd be like, oh, okay. And I'd eat it and be like, yeah, of course this is fine. But... <laughs> of course this is fine. Chicken sausage is, is the future. It's healthier than a pork one, apparently. Oh, yeah. Better for you. Pork is uh, not always the best meat to have, they say. If you ever fancy a little bit of gout. A bit of gout. Type, top, top up on your pork and your, and your, and your port. And your, yeah. <laughs> bit, of, bit of mead. Bit of mead, a bit of port, a bit of pork, and you will have a lovely bit of gout in no time. Oh, yeah. It's funny because I know people in the real world in 2022 who have gout. Same. And I'm like, I thought that like was that died with the Victorians, like gout. One of my mates, uh, formerly at HMV, would be like, oh, I can't come in today, I've got gout. And he'd be like, all right, Henry VIII, see you in three days. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? He's like, oh, I ate too much chorizo. It's like... <laughs> How much would you have to eat to get gout, though? Like, I don't know. Like, a metric ton, surely. I, I don't know if, it, because he once had gout, he's now susceptible, so he's always on the simmering ah. point. And someone's like, oh, a bit of chorizo in here. He's like, oh, do you know what? Let's tuck in. And the next Sit. day, he wakes up with a leg like the marshmallow man. So he sits on the simmering point of gout. Yeah. Oh, that's a terrifying place to it's be. Just, it sounds like a location Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the simmering point of gout where the sword of men is. <laughs> You must take the you must take the pasty of justice <laughs> to the simmering point of gout mm. before Badingo the unbroken. That reminds me the pasty of, the pasty of justice will be having um, Atkins Greg's party too soon in the office. Oh, last year for my birthday because I'm not a drinker instead of being like, hey, let's all go out for a pint. Last year for the upstairs office, I said. I'm not going to be doing anything for my birthday, but let's all get a Greg's in. Yeah. And it caused um, Aidan Gibbons to fight the entire office, insisting that corned beef uh, pasties were real. And it caused Jack King to have uh, a crisis because he went to pick him up and just he just felt nervous because there was too much responsibility in picking up lunch <laughs> for 13 people. <laughs> the pressure was high. So I mentioned it to Aidan before. I was like, Greg soon. He's like, oh, yes, oh, yes. So how long to your birthday? Remind me. Oh, 21st of November. So oh, we're nearly there. By the time this airs, like three weeks. It's a special day in our office. We call that we call that day the Atkins Diet Day. We do. It's a nice little joke yep. there. Yeah. Don't tell you that when I worked at game, I used to go to Boots for my dinner. And <laughs> this isn't even a bit. This is quite true. Yeah, uh, yeah I know where this is going. <laughs> I, I've told you the story about I used to get an Atkins Diet milkshake. I tried one once. I went, oh, they're quite nice there. So I used to get one with me with a meal deal. And then somebody, one of the staff members asked me, said, uh, how's that all going, by the way? I said, how's what going? We, you buy these every day, like, like you're doing the Atkins diet. I said, oh, no, I just think they're nice. <laughs> I thought it was really weird. I was like, they're just nice milkshakes. And you're like, I've never seen you before in my life. And they're like, Tom, it's me, Joey. <laughs> Tom, there hasn't been a boots here for 10 years. <laughs> you're in a park. <laughs> Tom, it won't bring them back. Like the end of The Shining, just a photo of you and all the staff at Boots. <laughs> <laughs> Haunting music plays. <laughs> After you've just been killed with an axe. <laughs> I know he doesn't know he freezes to death, doesn't he? <coughs> Spoilers if you haven't seen The Shining. But oh, it, if you haven't seen it, the... it came out, what, 42 years ago? 
I mean, it's Halloween, so people might be seeing it for the first time. I think Alex said she hasn't seen The Shining. Great film. Mm, mm. It's very good. Mm. We've been watching all the Tree Houses of Horror. Yes. On Disney Plus, and it is that that awful juxtaposition that The Simpsons has is that as the animation gets better, the script gets worse. Yeah. Like it's you could you could do a diagram with it and show it, and there's a few little blips where it's like, ah, oh, it's quite good. But more often than not, it's... But uh, they, they, they peaked with, was it Homer Cubed? Have you watched that one yet? Yeah. That's amazing still. When he ends up buying erotic cakes. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this feels like it's very expensive just standing here. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. There's, there, there, there's some of the good ones. Like when, when they find out that Maggie is an alien. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should do, we should do this down here, but what, what do we need to, to cure this? Fire and plenty of it. That's your answer to everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where Homer gets, uh, that's the same episode, is it? Where Homer gets snake's hair. Yes. Uh, and, he, and, he, and he becomes he... cool Homer. <laughs> <laughs> cool Homer. Oh, it's, see, there's, there, it's a mixed bag, is The Simpsons. Yeah. There's some good stuff later on, but I think they've been renewed for another like four seasons. Oh, great. I'm watching. <laughs> Cheers, son's crying. Yeah. <laughs> my my main problem with The Simpsons now is back in the day, they had Elizabeth fucking Taylor as Maggie saying one word. They had Donald Sutherland as a curator. And now they're just like, oh, here's TikTok celebrity as themselves. And what are they doing in Homer's house? I'm like, yeah. stop being lazy. Right? It's, it's more on the nose now than it ever was, isn't yeah. it? Write them as characters again. Please. Elon Musk, what are you doing here? <laughs> Although I will give exceptions to when uh, J- James Brown played uh, the Do As You Feel Day, just because I love it. Hey, this bandstand wasn't double bolted. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing where um, the actress who plays Marge Simpson yes. um, was on the episode where they did the, the show for Krusty, yeah. where they had all of his celebrity friends coming out to, to, like, to big him up. She didn't like that episode because she didn't like celebrities being shoehorned into The Simpsons. Wow. And then and now look at it. It's like, it is literally, Elon Musk, what are you doing here? But again, I know I'm being a bit contradictory, but at least with the Krusty one, there's a setup for it. There's Krust, a story Krusty's for Krusty's a it. TV character. And obviously one, a line I say from that pretty much every day. The, oh no, Bette Midler. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you for this, Bette Midler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was actually a reason for it to be happening. Yeah. There's a story behind it. And a lot of other celebrity appearances in Simpsons don't really have that. No. No, not that, at all. That rainbow connection, do they? They're just like, oh, random celebrity is here. Lady Gaga, why are you here? Like there was one that I saw advertised a couple of months ago where it was, um, oh, Lisa ends up in the studio with Billie Eilish. And I was like, just. Oh, uh, it's like they do these little three minuteers. They're not, they're pretty harmless. They're like these little three minute crossover bits. Right. They did one for the, um, exclusively for The Simpsons in Mexico, where Homer met Bad Bunny. <laughs> of course, yeah. But it's just, exclu- it's, but it's just in, 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 in Mexican. It's just in Spanish. It's just like, oh, yeah. that's cool. If it's a what if, that's fine, but. The, the thing I took umbrage with, though, because I saw the picture of it, and it's like Billy Eilish singing, Lisa playing her sax. And Lisa's embukra is terrible. Her what? Embukra. Explain. Her mouth, what she's using to play the instrument. Oh. So as a saxophone, because it's a reed instrument, you're meant to have your bottom lip in like that, top lip on top. 
so you can like use your tongue and teeth to control ah. it. But she's got it in her mouth like she's swigging a Coke. I'm like, Lisa, you've been playing the saxophone at this point for 30 years. Your technique is awful. <laughs> Great two tennis sax. Kiss my ass. <laughs> we need you to bring the saxophone in. I think, I think if we do Crisis on Infinite Arseholes 4 for Christmas, can I mean, you bring the saxophone in? I haven't had one for... 16 years. If though. I get one. They are quite expensive, Tom. I, I can source one. <laughs> a saxophone? Yes. You can source a saxophone. If I can source a saxophone for a day, will you play it? I won't play it well, but, but I'll will give, you play I'll it? give it the old college try. All right. Okay. Leave it with. <laughs> I could source a saxophone. <laughs> okay. I reckon I can source a saxophone. Jesus. Can you source me 500 quid? It's <laughs> tax free. <laughs> if I could source myself 500 quid, mate, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I mean, I would be because 500 wouldn't go far in this. In love of the job. Love yeah. of the job. I've just realized I haven't watched any of this match. <laughs> oh, um, Ahmed's doing all right. He's Go ahead, Ahmed. did a spine buster on Bulldog. And I think that might have been one of three moves that he's done. Jake looks fucked. He's very sleepy. He's still very over, though. DDT. DDT. Fucking DDT. Get in and down I go. Oh, God. Nice. He's got like shoulder pads like like um, Zod. Yeah. From Superman 3. He's like a mixture of Zod and... Superman 2, sorry. He's also dressed like late 80s Earth, Wind and Fire. That's fantastic. I was going to say, at the best of times, it's not wise to do that, especially when you've got no voice. <laughs> Doctor, no vocal cords over it. As good as <laughs> Doctor, no vocal, vocal cords. cords. Oh, he got him with a, with a standing leg is that crab. A standing knee bar. No, he, what? He's, he's gone for a single leg crab, but not turned it. So he's just holding Jake's leg after smacking it with a, a, a champagne standing knee bar. Oh. <laughs> That was uh, a weird finish by the Bulldog, whose back is probably too fucked to do a running power slam. Yeah. So let's invent a new finish. His back doesn't look right. No. Weirdly, must like mostly in weird places. Uh, no back knee, though, so fair play to Yeah, him. he's done very well there. Oh, there you go. So Ahmed and Jake lost to Bulldog and Owen. They look knackered. Yeah. They worked so hard at really nothing. Um... What did Dave give this on the old Meltzer rating? I say he's going to be like, oh, despite the sum of the parts, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying two. One and three quarters. Oh, okay. So you weren't too far off there. Yeah. Opening match, and that is 23 minutes in. We are currently oh, at shit. 23 <laughs> minutes, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Mark Mero on the superstar line, talking to the man that he's just beaten. Yeah, one, two, three, kid looks very thin. He's growing a beard as well. He's looking more like six. Yeah. Which who's is, six? Who knows? I've never heard of him. Even though he's the seventh member of the underworld. <laughs> I did the list, kids. I, I counted it. Fake Sting was in there before him. But then you get the uh, the handy excuse of going, he's six because one plus two plus three equals six. Exactly. So that's another way around it. I, I thought he six. doesn't look well. He was great as six, but yeah, he just looks like... He looks really thin. Looks like he's... And sweaty. Like emaciated almost. Has he been partying with the click too much? Maybe. Right. Oh, right. So there's the only bit of this show I know. 
Well, who's that with gold dust? Why don't you inform us? That is the bodyguard, like the film The Bodyguard. <laughs> but who is the bodyguard? It's fucking Manta. Yay! <laughs> I was fuming when I found this out. I was like, right. Sausage! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Manta's here now. No, no build-up to this. No explanation. He's just there, in a, dressed like one of the anthill mob. <laughs> <laughs> so this is obviously there's a number of reasons um, why we have Mantar as the bodyguard. Um, again, another experiment with this un- unorthodox new character. Mm-hmm. Vince has heard of the movie The Bodyguard, <laughs> so that's a good start. And he looks like Kevin Costner. And he looks exactly like Kevin Costner. <laughs> If Kevin Costa was looking at a circus funny mirror. <laughs> it's uh, potentially a new bit for Mantar, whose character very much isn't welcome back. No, no. Mantar's done. Uh, so it's a last... Ro- I mean, I don't... He, he looks pretty cool. So Earlier tonight... <laughs> Warrior got blinded by fabulousness. Oh, he hates that. <laughs> I hate gold. <laughs> He's like the anti-gold member. <laughs> I hate you, you, you take your gold and you sell it and you use that money and you go yourself to the gym. <laughs> it's like he's here. I was, I was thinking, I was having one of my toilet thoughts this morning and I thought, oh, yeah. for a man called Warrior... But the fact that he can only pronounce it Warrior. I was like, he's a man who can't say his own name. I am the Warrior. Was there anyone else that we know that can't say their own name? <laughs> Orville. <laughs> but, not since Keith Harris died. But Orville. <laughs> who is your very best friend? You <laughs> still haven't heard from Orville since Keith Harris died. Or cuddles. <laughs> Both very silent. He hates that duck. <laughs> I hate that duck. So is now... This is maybe the penultimate yeah. in your house for the ultimate warrior <laughs> since his grand return just the other week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ultimate warrior was Vincent Mann hitting the panic button in WWF. Wanted to reignite a fire within the company by leaning back to the past. I mean, I know everyone complained about Vince in the last few years of his time as chairman, yeah. but he was true to form all the way through. Exactly. Like a fire in the company by hiring someone who thought didn't draw as well champion, who was allegedly nothing but a pain in the ass to deal with professionally, and who wasn't the best in the ring. Mm-hmm. To light a fire with the audience, I'd understand. People would be like, oh, Warrior's back. But the company, Kevin Nash isn't going to look at Ultimate Warrior and be like, well, I'm going to add another 10% to my game tonight. Mm. <laughs> exactly. He's not going to inspire, is he? No. But this is Vince going, let's go back to a heyday and let's let's get that going again. Yeah. You know, we saw it in like, let's bring back Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, so thankfully, nothing that, like we're not going to see that as much in the new era of Triple H. Because whilst we will see the odd occasion of people coming back, the the, the mindset is like, give us a year, yeah, and we'll build they need new to. stars. They need to. They, and they need to because it's what killed WCW at the end of the day. Mm. Not they had people there ready to go, but they're like Benoit, Malenko, Saturn, Raven, Jericho, 
Hogan. 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 Horace Hogan. <laughs> We've got two Hogans. It's fine. All right. Kidman can beat Hulk. <laughs> Don't get it. Why isn't he a megastar? So, the Intercontinental title on the line. Warrior challenging Goldust for the IC title. Goldust is off. Goldust is injured and Warrior is shit. Yeah. This is the recipe <laughs> for quite the cake <laughs> here in your house. Goldust looking a bit... He hasn't had a haircut. He's looking a bit rough around the he edges. He needs it, yeah. They, they have hairdressers at WWE in these days. Yeah. Get your hair cut. It's a lovely idea. Wish we had hairdressers here. I tried to get my hair cut the other day and I sat and waited and then somebody came in, a mate of the barbers came in and went, oh, could you do mine quick? And then he jumped the queue in front of me. And then a drunk bloke came in with a slice of pizza and as they were swapping out people, he just sat in the barber's chair and said, I just want a number one. And they started cutting his hair and I just went, oh, I'm just going to go. Yeah. Being ignored here. Furious. Are you going to find new barbers? I have to now. Hmm. Need a haircut like Goldust. <laughs> should grow it out like the Warrior? I don't I, I can't grow it out because when I grow it out, I grew it out during lockdown. Alex said I started look like Michael McDonald. As if that's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. But my head gets really hot when I look like Michael McDonald. <laughs> my hair's really heavy. Yeah. Like, I'll walk to work and back. Look at Warrior chomping a cigar. I'll walk to work and back and I'll put my hand there and it'd be like... Like, why is it so wet? It's freezing cold outside. Yeah. I get heavy, wet hair. Doesn't matter. Put you in a Hawaiian shirt. Put you behind a piano. Oh, mantle's off. This is the match, by the way. God, this crowd bless them. They've had just stalling. Yeah. Hey, he's got your chair. Well spotted, Manto God. Dressed like a packet of fizzy chews. Well. <laughs> what bar? <laughs> Dissolved. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. Love you. <laughs> oh my God. There's three of you. There's one of him. Fucking rush him. Imagine planning this? this match. What is this? Yeah. Who, who so, was the Asian? So match? I'm going to put your coat on and sit in your chair, smoke a cigar. I bet Vince loved it. He was like, oh, match of the night is so entertaining. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Laugh, you assholes. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I mean, there is something about like the fact that Warrior is so intimidating that the Golders knows the moment he gets in there, he's going to die. <laughs> So there is that, and the, and the general vibe about Warrior is, yeah, he's just going to mow through gold dust. But the guy who's really intense and runs around is instead just sat in a chair, casually having a biff. Having a biff. <laughs> I feel like I might like cigars. I'm going to buy a shisha pipe when I get paid next. <laughs> I do want to get one. I like a shisha pipe. Yeah? Yeah, I was doing it all the time on holiday. A nice little shisha pipe. Yeah. Had a watermelon flavored one for a bit. It was delicious. <laughs> End of the night, we'd have a nice dinner. Some would go down. We'd sit in the bar outside and have a shisha pipe. And li and the best way to describe was, I'd feel like my head was caving in. That sounds awful. <laughs> no, in a nice way. They'd like, had a nice bit of music. And I'd just be like, bit of Michael <laughs> McDonald. Yeah. 
Michael McDonald is there. It's a lovely day. I never felt more relaxed. I'm always like, you know me, I work every day. So like to be on holiday for two weeks where every night I just had a little bit that went. That is true, actually. Yeah, I, I therefore condone it. Yeah. Because I think I tell you at least once every three days, like, Tom, go to sleep. I, stood there, I sat there one day <laughs> and just went, I'm trying to watch which way the clouds are going and see what the weather's going to be like later. And then I said to Alex, I love the fact that that's my only thing today. Yeah. Just watching where the clouds are going. <laughs> and it was. And now, guy, up, more stalling. Again, ah. it's, it isn't gold dust. That's Dustin. Yeah, it's great. I need to use that line on commentary or, or the next time I heal manager. I'm going to go out there and kiss every single one of you. It's just me in the back going, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone starts shouting, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, this is a, the match, by the way. That's not a nice chant they're doing. Oh, dear. It's the it's the bad it's the bad F word. Tell the time. Yeah. As if they wouldn't want to. Oh god, what's this? The sign. sign this is Warrior Smear the Queen. Jesus Christ, what does that even Ooh, mean? Smear the Queen. Men smear. Saying that though. Name the film. Me you smear. Men smear. Go on. <laughs> the Birdcage. Oh, you in the Birdcage. Love the Birdcage. It's a great film. Even though we're saying about, oh, it's a product of its time, I I can't wait for the unhinged attitude era signs, though. Oh, Because yeah. they, they, they do make, even though they're really bad, they do make me laugh part of me because it's like, someone wrote that, but also just like, that late 90s was mental. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough old time for all involved. Right. Should we get a timestamp? Just out of curiosity to see how far the show is. Jeez. 34 minutes. And eight, nine, ten seconds. Bloody hell. Exquisite stalling. Yeah. I mean, if Meltzer was was quoting for stalling, was was point scoring for stalling, like big winners here, big winners all round. Four and a half stars. Cheeky little bifter for Marlena. Marlena's like, oh, it tastes like weird <laughs> caveman. It it tastes like adrenaline and sadness. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Why do I want to open a coffee shop now called Adrenaline and Sadness? <laughs> Actually, after oh, I'll have to remember that for later. I've got a note on my phone which is called Pub Names, and there's only one on there. Oh, the Morris Gibb. Nice. <laughs> if I ever opened a pub, it'd be in honor of Morris Gibb of the Bee Gees. Me and my brother went through a, a period of coming up with pub names where it would always, basically, the, the logo would always res resemble male genitalia. So, like, you do, like, the, the pig and two drums. Mm. You do, like, the hammer, the, hammer and two, the hammer and two plates. Yeah. <laughs> meat and two veg. The meat and two veg. It's carvery as well, yeah. <laughs> the great Gonzo. That's nice. It's just, just Gonzo. <laughs> 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 the um the 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 stick and two frisbees. Yeah. Always has to look like female genitalia like male genitalia. Always a lot of male genitalia. Talking to male genitalia, what the fuck is this match? It is a wrestling match, Jackins, you Philistine. <laughs> yes, okay, yes. This is blatantly a wrestling match between the Ultimate Warrior and Goldust. I mean, arguably, Warrior hasn't botched a move yet. Yeah. So that's good.
And and the crowd are really into it. <laughs> to be fair, working without working. <clears throat> yeah, I mean they are that. But again, I know he's a divisive figure. But Jim Cornette going on about how much he hates modern wrestling when he was literally in the company for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and wait, wrestling's we, a variety show. Here we go. Maybe just not like a 20-minute long segment which involves... Where the fuck's Mantar? Count, there Who's there? <laughs> on his own. Count out. Fuck off. <laughs> ah, that's your match. Now Bodyguard going to get a shoe in. Is he, he must be near the bottom of the list, Manto. I think he's second or third to bottom. Yeah. It's like him and the Usher, who first came out with Goldust, who just stood there looking upset. Oh, God. They're back to back. I mean, at least with Manto, he's getting a few licks in on Warrior. Yeah. So it's not like he has as useless as the Usher. Like, he's actually putting a bit of a shoe in on the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> someone's someone's going to send the fans home happy. Jesus wept. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> Thanks for coming, everybody. Here's your warrior match. I guess, I mean, they're getting all the warrior stuff, aren't they? He is not going to gorilla press him. He's just going to strip him instead. Bloody hell! <laughs> Most of shirt made out of crepe paper. Jesus Christ. No! I mean, that's a good bit. Yeah. It's like I saw on Twitter the other day footage from, I think it must be... 97 of uh, Scott Steiner absolutely suplexing the bollocks off the Giants in WCW. Oh. Nowhere near as impressive as Ultimate Warrior throwing Manta. That's true. Just making sure that we're still on. Me waving to the camera because I just saw myself oh, on the screen. That was cute. Hi, yeah. Hi, yeah. So there, there he is with his lovely jaunty hat. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior looking exactly like Akabilk there. <laughs> Akabilk! That's a reference and a half. Yeah. Oh, now he's like, I'll put the wig on, I'll need to take the hat off first. Wait, so if he puts on the wig and the hat, is he going to look like E.T. at Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> he is! Yes! He is! <laughs> John! <laughs> John! E.T. is the ultimate warrior. <laughs> or oh, ultimate warrior is E.T. Either or, the ultimate tag team. <laughs> <laughs> the dream team, if you will. Oh, man. So, Dave Meltzer. What did Dave say? What did Dave give that? Did he rate it? Yes. Minus 10 stars. Not as brutal as you. No? Minus three and a half. Okay. Not only a worst match of the year candidate, but a worst match of the decade candidate. Easily. I mean, I don't know which is worse, right? I'd argue that like a long 10-minute match that's genuinely crap is worse than like that when nothing happened but a clothesline. But that was just bizarre. Why is Bulldog kicking off on shoe? What's going on? Oh, oh. I want to. I want to. I left my shoes in there. <laughs> Bulldog was saying something about a zoo. Yeah. Something about a. I left a goat in there and eat it. Eat that goat, Sean. <laughs> Sean, I parked it in there and eat it back. Sean, you promised me you wouldn't get the goat drunk. <laughs> Now look at it. Maisie's pissed. Swatted. Fucking swatted. <laughs> Fucking swatted, love. Get him out. <laughs> Gotta get the goat some coffee. Get him out. Oh. Get him out of here now. Me, me zoo's in a lot of bother. I've, got, I've had a letter from the council that say I shouldn't be allowed to have a zoo. <laughs> and I haven't, I haven't told them I was opening a zoo. Here's your permit for you. She wipes his ass. <laughs> 
So if anyone asks, it is a, a house. <laughs> and these are my children. Have you met? Daisy, my son. Hold up a earthworm. <laughs> it's an earthworm. Now it's my son. You've I've called my son an earthworm. Have you met the octoplets? And it's just eight ants in his hand. <laughs> They're all called Cheryl. <laughs> it's easier. They're all my children. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I love my kids. They're all special in their own way. All eight legs of them. Bastards. <laughs> so Vader's making his way to the right. Talking of ants. Talking of bastards. Uh, Vader landed his first ever WWF moonsault on Monday. Yes, he did. He is in there against... Basically, persona non grata for this uh, match. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. You, had to, you even forgot who his opponent was. Yeah, I did. Because he's been hardly mentioned, if at all, Yeah. in the weeks uh, leading up to this. For, for good reason. When was the last time we saw him on TV? It like, was the tag team title tournament before WrestleMania. G or Savio, yeah. That was the last time we saw him on telly. He's been on the European tour... Losing to Goldust. And beating the one, two, three kid. And then beating the one, two, three kid. <laughs> because in a battle of who's in the doghouse more. Here he is, Rick Bogner. <laughs> First time we've seen him in a long time. She's in good spirits, considering. Yeah. So, Razor Ramon is essentially working out the final bit of his WWF contract at this point. Uh, he's not renewing. He's leaving. So he's been buried on the way out. He has lost multiple matches on the European tour. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been on television. And now he's facing Vader. Or rather, he's being fed to Vader. Yes. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> yes. Where will he go from here? Who knows? I'm sure we'll never hear of him again. Yes. I'm sure he'll just quietly retire with the money that he made in the WWF. And all will be fine. In unrelated news, even though Raw's been good at the moment, I'm very jealous of upcoming Nitros. I don't know why. Mm. I just feel something in me waters. Yeah. Yeah. If, <laughs> I mean, we are currently wading through the shite. Yeah. We're, we're Andy Dufresne in the sewer at this point but with Nitro. <laughs> yeah. But it'll get to that bit where you're Andy Dufresne kneeling in the rain with your tits out. Going, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we just had the Booty Man debut, though. So. Ah. Ed, Le Ed Leslie, main event once again. The Heine. That's where we're at. I've got an idea, brother. Ed Leslie in the main event. Is that your idea? Okay, fine. He butchered a friendship. Um, yeah, they got yeah. over it. They got over that very quickly. I remember one of the last times I ever read the comments on the, a video I did, and I think it gave Ed Les Leslie a bit of a, you know, a gentle kicking because everyone does. And there's someone booting off saying, oh, you can tell you didn't watch it back in the day because Ed Leslie was really popular. It was like, I did watch it back in the day. I had a Brutus Beefcake figure as a kid, and I loved him, but I can also look back and think, he was all right. <laughs> Didn't deserve the success he had. No, you have to, you only get one chance to make an opinion. Yeah. And then you have to have that opinion forever. Yeah. You can't change it because you're seen as, as weak. So therefore, whatever you thought of Ed Leslie when you were a kid, you have to I maintain have to stick with it. it now. Yeah. You're not allowed to change your mind. I will say... <laughs> Um, again, Touch some grass, people. <laughs> unrelated. Um, the Disciple was kind of cool. I didn't realize it was Ed Leslie for years. Is like, that why it was cool? Yeah. <laughs> but I liked, the, he, even though, you know, he was just there to hold Hogan's title, I did like the gimmick of 
giving people the stunner with the title on his shoulder. I thought that was yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I also like they gave Ed Leslie the stunner. Yeah. <laughs> They've gone, what makes Austin cool? His finisher. I was watching... Give him that. I was watching a Disciple match or segment recently as well. I was like, oh, I can't remember what his actual stunner looks like. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> It's dreadful. It's really, it's, it's, it. I like the people that get the stunners really wrong. Yeah. They're funny. It's just slow. That's, it was just, it took too long. It's like when Cena was first getting his monster push, push, monster punch, monster push, and I wasn't a big fan because I felt the FU was too slow. Get him on his shoulders, mm. he'd adjust, make sure everything was all right, and then do a fireman's carry. He's like, ah, it's a bit crap there. But then when he became more of a ring general, more miles under his boots, etc., etc., and it was a bit more whip. I was like, fine now, but I... do you know where it came from? Do you know the origin? I know that it was a piss take of the F5, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was. It was taking the mick out of Lesnar. He was putting people on their shoulders and dropping them. He's like, yeah, I yeah. Can do that, dude. The F5 looked cool. He just threw a bastard. <laughs> he just went, fucking what? Airplane spun him on the way down. Yeah, that's a great finish. That is the F5. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's a really strong finish. Have we done a list on best finishes? I went to do one beginning of last year, but we had to scrap it. This isn't me spoiling anything. It was ranking every finisher in the WWE on at currently during the current roster. But as I was compiling it, I had to message Adam saying, I can't do this because people are getting let go and brought back. And yeah, it's it, it's, it was impossible because by the time I would have had it written, 17 people would have gone, four people would have come back and eight people would have changed the finisher. So I was like, I can't do this. We're going to have to... Not it was during much. a time where yeah, every month people were going, yeah. weren't they? So, um, so if it ever appears, or it, it may have already appeared as a, a tiered list with Gary YouTube, that would probably be the easier way to do it. Yeah. But the ranked, it was just, as I was putting it together, I was like, this isn't going to work. How far was the F5 up there out of interest? Can you remember? It would have had to have been up there. I, I think it was going for one, the main finisher of each person. So for Cena, it would have been the attitude adjustment instead of the STF, et cetera, et cetera. And I can't remember because, like I said, I was just, it was, I was still in the research point. I was mm. like, because I don't know, how do you objectively say what's the best? Yeah, it's difficult. Because I always, like I've said to you before, someone said to me once, the stunner's the perfect finisher because you can hit it on anyone. And since that day, I was like, the bloody right. Personally, for me, my favorite's the diamond cutter just because I love DDP, but he could hit it on anyone from any situation. Therefore, that's a great finisher. Whereas, like, certain people, like, for example, this match, Razor is not going to be able to hit a Razor's edge on Vader. <laughs> he thought about it, though. Yeah. A great finisher, but you can't hit it on everyone. So that's sort of a good finish, isn't it, when everybody can, yeah. can eat it? Like with Kurt Angle, you can put an ankle lock on Hornswoggle. You can put it on King Kong Bundy. It doesn't matter. You can put it on any bastard. So that's just me talking. But No, I like, I like those finishes, which can be like the RKO, I guess. Yeah, it yeah. It has yeah. to be near the top yeah. because of its versatility. Exactly, yeah. That probably would have been number one because Randy Orton's been so well protected as well throughout his career. Mm. Yeah, like very few people have ever yeah. not kicked out of the RKO. Yeah. I do hope he comes back. Yeah, but as a heel. Yes. I don't like face Randy Orton. Certainly needs to be a heel. He's Certainly he, needs to be a heel. Because of, I know he's like more grounded now, but because he had that period of being a prick, to me it's like Shawn Michaels. It's like he's just got that natural heel energy. Um, 
He's got big dick energy. He has, yeah. Big dickhead energy. Right yeah, there. yeah. Great heel, fantastic heel. Mm. Face, yeah, not great. Not great. He'll do little handstands as he, yeah. as he hits an, an RKO. Yeah. And then when he did a Mark Henry. He'll kind of take the piss with being a baby face a little bit yeah. as well, won't he? I don't know whether he does it on purpose or not. Yeah, probably. He's, he's Teflon, isn't he? He could go out there and literally whip his lad out. And they'd be like, oh, <laughs> Randy, what are you like, eh? I remember when he, um, we went to WWE show in Newcastle and it was Riddle and Orton. Um, were they teaming up with somebody? It was a tag match. And um, Orton was on the apron for ages. He'd yeah. do a little baby, a little run in, try and get in, stuff like that. And I'd say to Alex, watch Randy Orton because he is exceptional at doing nothing. Yeah. If you see what I mean. And like he'd be so in the vault in the match, would do nothing. And then he'd get the hot tag. <clears throat> he'd do like five moves. Yeah. Miss one. And I think it was even Riddle that hit the RKO at the end and not even him, but he got the pin. Yeah. And and Alex went, I was thoroughly entertained by him, but he didn't do anything. Exactly. I said, I know, that's, that's, that's a great work that is. It's like, it's he, he's not really my kind of wrestler, but you often hear people saying he's one of the best of all time because he can do so much with so little mm. and he's extraordinarily safe. Yeah. So for that, I'm just like, when people say, oh, Randy Orton's one of the best of all time, I was like, I don't agree, but I don't disagree, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He's not what I like in wrestling, but in terms of doing his job, he's fucking great at it. Yeah. He knows he knows what to do yeah. and how to do it easiest and get the most impact. Yeah. You don't need to do a lot with Randy Orton. And I think that often sort of veers into the boring. Yeah. Or gets misconstrued as boring. Yeah. Um. Certainly his feud with Kofi Kingston was boring. Yeah. Like, I don't know whether there was like a lack of effort from his side or not, but that was certainly, they didn't clash. No. Those styles didn't mesh, rather. But that's, that's the thing. Some people just don't click, do they? No. How are you finding these two clicking? I mean... Mm. It, it's a weird one because with hindsight, we know the fact that this result isn't in doubt. So I'm kind of in that mindset of like, I'm not getting suckered into it because I'm just like, because without any spoilers, kids, let's see what happens. <laughs> but I've got a good idea of what's going to happen. And and also with in the weeks to come, as a fan watching this, like Razor's over with Omaha. You can hear the chants. Yeah. But like Vader's been on TV every week just destroying people. Yeah. And Razor <clears throat> barely getting a reference. No, not at all. <clears throat> so that's yeah. the difference. Because when they were hyping this up and they were like, oh, Vader, you're taking on Razor Ramon and me, and you both went, what? <laughs> yeah. Hey? I thought you were selling cars somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it was a surprise. Oh? What? See, that's the thing with Razor, is when he's in there with like the bigger guys, it was like when we watched Razor versus Yokozuna. Yeah. That was a weird juxtaposition because Razor is so tall. Yeah. Like he makes Yoko look like a weird little boy. Yeah. And he's fighting him and he's and he's taller than Yoko as well here, which is a a, a weird um combo. Because Razor's really tall, but he's not like a giant wrestler. If you know what no, I mean? yeah. Cause it's always one of those that when you look at the NWO, it's like, oh Kevin Nash is seven foot, and you're like, hang on, Razor's like oh, six seven or something daft, mm. isn't he? Hogan's like six five. They're all big lads, but I think it's just because Razor looks long. He's like Lanky Kong. Like Billy Gunn. Yeah. Like Billy Gunn's tall, but he was never considered like a, like a powerhouse wrestler. Yeah. And then you put him in AEW because it's modern wrestlers. You don't have to be 6'4 and jacked. And you look at Billy Gunn, who's 6'4 and jacked, and you're like, he is a statue of a man. 
Wow. That Vader kick out. They had Ramon kick out the Vader bomb. Do you reckon? Jeez. This was something they agreed. Because they probably knew each other from WCW, surely. Yeah, they've been friends for a while, I think. And that's a surprise. Yeah. You'd have thought that. Uh, mind you, it is very Scott Hall in it. Hey, I love you, finish. I can't wait to kick out of it. <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Arseholes 3 is available on the podcast feed now if you've not listened to it. Mm, it certainly is. And you can watch it on the Patreon. All four of us having a lovely chat whilst the wrestling's on in the background. We think we talked about Father Ted quite a bit. We did. Um, Father Ted and chocolate. And, cho- and chocolates that had gone off the shelves. Yeah. And then a bit about the invasion yeah. somewhere in there. <laughs> I seem to remember a good half an hour was just Father Ted wrestling. Yeah. I'm sure there was a Twitter account a while ago, which is Father Ted scenes, but with wrestling connotation. Oh. So was it the all priests five aside over seventy fives tournament? <laughs> it, it was that latter Vince McMahon booking WWE. If only, uh, if only. It was a Father Ted WWE Twitter account. I'm I sure do, it was a thing. I do like it when we all get together for a crisis. It's good <laughs> in general. Yeah. Father Ted, WWE. I've been linked to Ted DiBiase Jr.'s Twitter. The odd one for me, though, when we were recording that, because if you've not seen it yet, we were in the the news studio in the juggling room. Mm-hmm. And because it's that long table, Sam and I were like 50 foot away from each other. So, <laughs> so there'd be, often be bits where we both kind of talk over each other. It's like, ah, shit, sorry, Sam. Yeah, I mean, there, yeah that, was, uh, that was difficult. It still worked, though. Oh, it was fine. Yeah. I can't find the Father Ted Twitter account, but I, I did a Twitter search for Father Ted WWE and I got shown a tweet from 2013 that says, my God, John Bradshaw Layfield just referenced Craggy Island. <laughs> wow. No, on Raw on the 21st of May, 2013. I swear, McMahon, that money was just resting in my account. <laughs> hey, you're racist now, Hogan. <laughs> That was a bit I think it finished us off. Hey, you're a racist now, Hogan. Yeah, I was I was happy with that one. This match went very good, was very, was very good. <laughs> That's why I've still got a job. <laughs> Popping the boys. <laughs> That's essentially what they Whoa! Nice! It's essentially what those are, is just popping the boys. Yeah. Cause I think there was one bit where that was it. You, you talked about Aswad, and I started pissing myself, and you just went, I like it when I pop Jack. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> what was it What was it that made you say that? I don't know. Aswad. Something about turning around, and I went, all right, Aswad. Yeah, must have been. I was going to say, what else did Aswad do? Um, Aswad did shine like a star. Oh, shine, shine like, like a star. star. Shining so bright wherever oh. you are. Oh, shine, shine into the future. Oh. They should have used that for Primo and Epico when they were the shining stars. <laughs> Brought to the ring by Aswad. Just get Jim Johnson to do like a cheap version of it instead. <laughs> yes. You cowards. Bastards. <laughs> I wonder if CFOs will come back now that Triple H is running the place. Yeah. And make some more bangers. Like w- glorious and burning inside your love. I was saying to Fraser, I was like, oh, I wonder if they'll go back to 
whichever WrestleMania it was when it was Triple H Undertaker and Triple H came out to Metallica for whom the bell tolls. Oh, yes. I was like, will they put that back on the network? He's like, no, nah, it costs money. It's like, he literally runs the fucking company. Now. <laughs> and it's gutted because I'm not a big Metallica fan. Oh. What? No. Oh, no. there you go. They're putting Razor over strong. They are. Stronger than I thought they would. But yeah, that Triple H entrance is one of the best entrances I've ever seen. Mm. Is that the one where he's Terminator or is that the one where he's on a throne? It's the one. No, it's the, it's, he's not even on the throne. It's got all the guards with the shields. And when they drop yes. him and he's just stood there in the cape and it's doing the gong, it's like fucking yes. yes. It's like proper final boss energy, which is what I like in a main event. I like a big boss feel. I like a big dress up entrance. Yeah. Big dress up entrance. And you want to feel like Shao Kahn. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you want. A dress up entrance. Oh, Moonsault going over. Oh, no. no. Back suplex. Off the, oh, like even though. Oh. What? Bugger off. Ooh. Jesus. Bloody hell. One man doomsday device there Christ. by Razor Ramon. <laughs> Vayne is a big lad and he, he found his head. Man. Yeah. He came crashing down and it hurt inside. <laughs> if you hurt my neck, then I'll gouge your eyes. <laughs> yeah, whatever has happened in here, it landed on his neck. He's like, oh, could be worse. Could be in here with Stan Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. At least no one's popped my eye out yet. Oh, that was... Could have been worse. Could've a few degrees worse. off a nightmare. No. Don't be silly. And plop. They are giving Razor a lot here, aren't they? The dropping plop. Whoa! The dropping <laughs> plop does it! Me? Oh, they're giving Razor a lot here. He, lo he lost to Vader's bass. He lost He lost to Vader's dropping plop. Wow. They, they did still put him over strong. Oh, God, I, yeah. Jeez. Do you, like, th do you think that was just to still make Vader, uh, Scott look strong in case he changes his mind? Or do you think that was to make Vader look even better? Because, like, look, Scott Hall took him to the limit and still couldn't get it done. I wonder if maybe it's a little bit of both. I think yeah. maybe... I think Vince maybe just wants to kind of go, hey, look, we'll make you look good against Vader. Yeah. Well, maybe Vader and Razor Ramon agreed to do it that way. And who knows? Yeah. Who's going to stop him? I mean, great for Vader to pick up a clean win over Ramon. In a really impactful match. Oh, God, oh, yeah. What did Dave Meltzer think, though, Jack Atkins? I'm going to say, because he seems in a good mood. I'm going to say three and a quarter. You're spot on, three and a quarter. I Let him the, go. I think that's the second time in history I've got it right. <laughs> oh. What's up to his eye? Ooh. Oh, we're doing it. Vader vs. Yoko, one on one. We're doing Vader Yoko. I hope they bring this back to WWE. This is something I've missed post match stuff, either at ringside or in the yeah. ring. Yeah. They brought it back a couple of years ago, didn't they, for a cup of coffee? Just. Yeah, I quite like them. It's effective, yeah. It feels like a press conference without there being a press conference about CM Punk ruining the company. <laughs> <clears throat> there was a report today. We've done it in the news video, Ross and I, for, for the day we record this, 
where um, Five or Select saying that AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery are working on a behind-the-scenes documentary. Hey. Wow! Like, the audacity of yeah. having such a, an unruly backstage to go, let's film it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd <laughs> watch it. The, the, exactly, there's be interest from it. Oh, here comes Paul. Oh, yes. <laughs> Paul Bromwell. <laughs> cyberspace. So, cyberspace. <laughs> Information superhighway. <laughs> look, look at them. They're too cool to type. So they've got like some orderlies to type for them. The Toddster. Never call yourself the Toddster ever again. Oh, look how cool those three are. Is that an Ultimate Warrior car? Yeah. Don't wear a shirt as well. Look at all these. Look how lovely these ladies are. Oh, Shawn Michaels one, that is. HBK polo shirts. It's a nice black cotton peak with a uh, embroidered logo. And then you go to the uh, Royal Blue Ultimate Warrior polo shirt with the Ultimate Warrior insignia on the breast. Mm -hmm. And of course, finally, bring it up the rear as a purple Undertaker <laughs> shirt with an uh, Undertaker applique in green. Ooh. But that's not all. Oh. There is also the snapback cap. Sports shirt and hat package, $39.95 in small, medium, large, and XL, plus shipping and handling. Phone number no longer active. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh, look how, laugh. how funny. The phone number's no longer active. <laughs> that <laughs> lovely laugh. Sonny Marble Nan Sa Marlena Sable, the six best. They're talking about breasts. Oh, it's a breast joke. Tits. I put Yoko in there as well. <laughs> That's a bit <laughs> mean. He does have tits, though. Yeah. Um, Don't we all? 2020 is still kicking my head. And <laughs> <laughs> says me, who spent half this... Um, podcast combing fucking cinnamon shit out of me moustache <laughs> at least you comb it out i keep mine in oh no i get complaints from sean otherwise especially if i've been eating ice cream or yogurt she's like she smell like milk i'm like it's delicious isn't it? <laughs> that's what i say yeah uh... god the goblins didn't even get an entrance no already in the ring that uh that vader match went on a bit too long tag titles making it onto the pay-per-view thank god yay but it's Godwins versus Body Donners. Yeah. The, the main tag teams in the company right now. I'm not into the Godwins. No? No. Not as, nothing against, just as, a, it just doesn't work for me. I, I like them as Southern Justice, but yeah. as like the main face tag team. Like where the fuck are the smoking guns been? Oh no, Billy's, Billy's out in the, yeah, yeah. So heaven forbid we can't do anything with Bart. Yeah. While Billy's injured. We can't do anything with legitimate hard knock Bart gun. <laughs> Wait till the tournament starts. Yeah. Um, as we're getting underway with our tag team, a title match, our penultimate match of the show. Jesus Christ. Rattle through this. Uh, one hour <laughs> and two minutes. 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. Told you it'd be an easy day at work. Um, thank you for your emails. Classic, classic at cultaholic.com if you'd like to send one in as well. Uh, Kyle Lincoln. To the infatigable Tom Campbell. Thanks. And the rambunctious Jackie Orlando, interestingly spelled Jack E. Orlando. Oh, like Paul E. Dangerously. Yeah, Fucking yeah. like that. I want to hit someone with a phone now. <laughs> uh, greetings from Durant, Oklahoma. On the most recent Birth of the Stone Cold Stunner episode of the Classic Raw Review, you discussed the peculiarities of sausage shapes. <laughs> Since I'm due to offer a few lectures... 
On food histories this semester, as part of my ancient and medieval history lessons, mm. I thought I'd help with a bit of historical, but not dinosaur-shaped, nuggets. Yeah. The shape of sausages in their concave curve is historically due to the use of intestinal matter as casing for sausages. Even after cleaning and scraping, intestinal casing, a.k.a. natural casing, only holds a straight shape for so long before reverting to a curve, having them be twisty and turny for so long. Uh, even with modern synthetic casings, the twisted end where the intestine, quote, used to be twisted off until it broke and knotted is added to give a more traditional look. The same is true with the fancy sausages retaining a curve. Now, on to what really matters. Sausage Matters, the TV sitcom that Channel 5 should have done for its premiere broadcast. And he's pitched us a sitcom. I'm into it. Right, the premise... Sausage Matters tells the story of a gently gentrifying neighborhood's family-owned butcher shop, famous for their sausages and cured meats. <laughs> Hilarity ensues as the shop becomes more successful, decides to open a second shop in the newish high street, and encounters delays, difficulties, and dilemmas. <laughs> Your challenge, cast new generation or early attitude era underutilized wrestlers for the roles below. Okay. A cantankerous granddad who owns the shop but does not much in the shop. Hmm. Jerry Lawler. I mean, yeah, underutilized. No, he's not underutilized, is he? I'm just thinking who's cantankerous and a bit of an arsehole. Uh, underutilized. In the Attitude Era, I mean... Mantle? <laughs> I he, might... Um, he looks like a butcher. I might go with Doc Hendricks. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dad who runs the shop day to day, but just doesn't get these kids today. That would be... Well, that's got to be Bulldog, surely. I was going to say Honky Tonk Man when he comes in with Rockabilly. Oh, nice! Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Again, looks like the kind of butcher would be like trying to pull 18-year-old girls around the back of the <laughs> shop. <laughs> hey, girls, how about we go to the discotheque and look at our Pokemon cards? I'll throw in a pig's dick for the dog. <laughs> His famous catchphrase. <laughs> I'll throw it up. Pig's dick for the dog. <laughs> Crowd shit along. They love it. Pig's dick for the dog, dog t-shirts at oh. Christmas. All the kids are wearing them. Uh, the daughter who wants to change the shop into something else. So we're quite limited in terms of women that we can use from this era of WWF. If we're going to strictly underutilized. Mm. What's her name? Was it? What was the name of the lady that did the show with... with Tony, Stephanie Wine. Stephanie Wine. Yeah. Let's get Stephanie Wine in that role. She feels like she might have a business head on her. <laughs> Daughter's idiot boyfriend who, in an effort to get dad to like him, lies about his sausage-related interests to get a job. Bulldog. Bulldog. Yeah, I've got no, no sausages. Yeah, I want so, uh, uh, hexagonal sausage in Belgium. <laughs> it was uh, real. It was. They, they, I was told not to say anything about it. Yep. I'll get my head cut off, so don't tell the clergy. <laughs> I did. I've, I've experienced many illegal sausages. <laughs> like goose sausage. Uh, donkey. Uh, Just bulldog sweating, staring into the distance. Uh, ants. <laughs> How many fucking ants would it take to fill an ant sausage? Less than you'd think. Eel sausage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just an eel, to be honest. Right, yeah. It looks like a sausage already. <laughs> One that a dog made. 
She <laughs> 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 left it on the floor. It's very ruddy. Um, younger son who genuinely likes sausages but is inept about butchering things. Aldo Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, <laughs> I wish someone would notice me. <laughs> I'm trying, father. <laughs> Puts his dick in the bacon slicer. <laughs> what to the bacon slicer? She got sacked as well. Hey, hey. I said um, ping pong balls, <laughs> not King Kong's balls. <laughs> and finally, a, a vegan city councillor who is the nemesis for the show. Clarence Mason. Nice. Keeps turning up with papers. Yeah. Just complaining about everything. <laughs> hey, Carl, thank you for that. Thank you. I hope Sausage Matters is a great success. I just love the fact that we've got a plethora of sausage experts listening in. That's, I mean, that's pretty much all we have. We, um, on the Classic Night review last week, uh, Eric Bischoff said a line where he said, um, this that? guy is such a geek, he's going to start biting the head off chickens. Yeah. To which I went, what? That's a geek in the circus, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. I know that now because I've had 27 messages <laughs> on Twitter and we've had 10 emails to classicacoldholic.com. So it's nice sometimes when I get something so wrong that the entire world needs to go, actually, I think you'll find. It was very useful. Thank you. No, I don't. Yeah. No, no, no. no I'm, I'm saying it with great appreciation. Well, I learned a new thing. I, I thought you were going to say when Eric Bischoff was talking about meat. I thought it was about <laughs> you know, selling meat. It's not meat all from... about meat, Jackins. God. But he sold meat from a wagon in Minneapolis. He did, didn't he? That's my favorite bit of the NWO promo. Eric Bischoff had sold, me, sold meat from a wagon in Minneapolis. I was like, <laughs> all right, Hogan. Meat. <laughs> did you read the thing about Eric Bischoff buying the rights to, like, it was like a bit, it was a thing he talked about on his podcast where. He bought the rights to the name of this guy near where he... <laughs> I, shouldn't have come in... I should have come so hot into this. I'll, I'll look this up for next week so I can <laughs> put a pin in that for next time. Anyway, Body Donners have won. <laughs> yeah. I got to see the Body Donners match. Well done, everybody. Um, what did Dave give it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> One and a quarter. One and three quarters. He been in a fairly good mood tonight. He's been in a lovely mood tonight as our Davy Boy Smith. <laughs> Davy Boy writing. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he had a match, but the match was cancelled because he's ill and he was trained by Inoki. And remember Inoki? He did all those things that time. Here's a full list of other things that he did. Anyway, back to the point I was making. Uh, five stars. And did you know Kensuke Suzaki and Akira Hokuto absolutely banging like dogs? Fucking <laughs> love the sex they do. Have good old fucking sex, <laughs> like fucking dogs. Like dogs. Like although not in a not in a rude way. No, they like a good fuck. I am a fan of dogging. <laughs> Dave Meltzer, known notorious dogger. <laughs> did you know New Brighton? I thought dogging was where you go and adopt a dog. I feel very weird now. <laughs> Matt's this gonna meet me in the car park. There's just a 60-year-old man wanking. Um, New Brighton. Got a dog off him though. My hometown was at one point the dog and capital of the world. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. What an honor. Yeah. So <laughs> so whenever there was a dogging scandal, it was usually in New Brighton. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Is it now did doggers just go there knowing that oh, this is quite popular then? Oh like like a weekly like dogging convention. I'm not too sure because it was always like the rite of passage whenever anyone passed their driving test and got a car I was like oh let's go and try and find hot dogs 
Let's go try and find hot dogs. You'd be like, right, let's go, let's go for a drive, try and find doggers and just like put them off. And I never saw any. Uh, but one of the mates said, oh, they turned up once and the doggers weren't happy about it. They were just like, why were all these kids laughing at us, wanking at watching someone getting shagged in a car? <laughs> they didn't waste any time. They've got Yoko and Vader in the promo. God. Attitude oh. adjustment. Savio versus This is all the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Bloody hell, you've already got half the card ready. What, uh, which in your house will this be? Is this Beware of Dog? Exciting. Yeah. I do hope it is. Is that a pair of Reebok Shack noses on the background <laughs> there? You should know. You are the shoe per- It looks like it. The shoe expert. There's Johnny B. Bad. And he, his wife. He needs to ditch the mullet, doesn't he? He does, but he won't for a while. No. He quite likes it. What is that top about as well? Is it denim or fleece? Oh, it's denim. It's a bit of both. <laughs> Warm denim Mark Merrow. Mm. That's his new nickname. Warm denim Mark Merrow. <laughs> uh, Sable looking uh, lovely tonight. Looking as enthusiastic as ever. She never looks like she wants to be there. No. But it was apparently a big caveat to him that, Mar that Sable got a job. With and him. It ended up tanking his career. Really, she just it? can't be asked. No. And got uh, over like fucking Rover. But then had sex with Brock Lesnar and everything's fine. Yeah. Good for her. You do forget that Sable and Brock Lesnar are a thing. Yeah. They Who would be noisier? Suzaki and Hokuto. Yeah. Or Lesnar and Sable. Suzaki and Hokuto. Yeah. Because even though out of all four, Lesnar's the hardest, Lesnar against the combined Suzaki and Hokuto, I think he'd get kicked in. He's probably quite a gentle lover as well. Oh, yeah. Like Lesnar. Yeah. Very soft hands. <laughs> Very soft hands. I <laughs> like that. He takes his trousers off and gets a run up. <laughs> Three pumps and he's spent. <laughs> Do you hear that, Brock Lesnar? Jack Atkins says your shit at sex. Yeah. Come and have a go. <laughs> Tag him in it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Jack Cackins' address on the bottom of the screen. Go for it. Yeah. Come, come and have a chat. Yeah. You make your lovely coffee. Yeah, I will actually. <laughs> make some poached eggs as well. Get you some sausages in the air fryer. Whoa. Oh, lovely. But what kind of sausages? Email. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how sausages are made. Glassicatcarling.com. I love speaking of Lesnar. The, and he shares it every so often. The picture of Adam Pachiti and Brock Lesnar. Oh, it's so good. With Pachiti, like, honest to God, just fucking, what, what, better, what better definition of seize the moment could you have than Pachiti going, you get a picture of Brock Lesnar, and deciding, I'm going to put my arm around him like we're mates. I'll be Brock Lesnar, you be Pachiti for, uh, for our Patreon audience. Hello, hello, here we are, here I am. Smile. <laughs> I'm going to eat your entire fucking family. <laughs> Seize, <laughs> seize the moment. Yeah. I fucking love him for it. Absolutely. See, that's life in life. You must seize the moment. Yeah. 
you may not get the chance again. And who fucking cares if it don't work out? You know that 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 boy or that girl that you fancy? Fucking ask about. Yeah. It's the worst they'll do. Say no. Be respectful. Be yeah, do it in a respectful way. Don't be a fucking creep about it. But like, ask them. And if they say no, be like, that's fine. Fine. Let's go. Let's still have some chips anyway. Now you know. Don't hang up. Hang outside their house. It's yeah. weird. You know. You see a job you want to apply for? Fucking apply, apply for it. it. What's the worst that'll happen? They'll say no. Yeah. It's great. That's a great thing about life. Worst thing that'll happen is they'll say no or you'll die. Yeah. And then when you die, it doesn't matter anyway. Hey. <laughs> Seize the moment. <laughs> what a dream that is. What a great bit of advice that is. <laughs> Seize the moment. STM by Tom Campbell. When was the last time <laughs> you had one of those moments where you went, fuck it. Just going to do it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Probably, probably asking someone out. Yeah, there you go. Fucking do it. Ages ago, I'm, I'm a happily relationshiped man, but I'm also a very sensible and boring man. But I think back mm. in the day, just someone was just like, "Hang on, I think you're attractive. Do you want a pork pie?" <laughs> no, pork, 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 pork pie. Pork pie. Pork pie. Pork pie. And they're like, "I prefer cockerel." I was like, cockerel. "I can get some cockerel." And they're like, "Yeah." What are you having for dessert, though? But, 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 but it's gone! <laughs> <laughs> I asked, I remember doing that before I met Alex when I was a much younger man, uh, and there was a lady that worked in Superdrug that I really liked. Yeah. And we had a little bit of chat every time I'd go in, and I just thought, sod it, I'm just going to ask her. Yeah. And I remember I bought, <laughs> I bought, like, some hair products and some aftershave. And I remember saying to her, I said, hey, now I've got these, I can be, I can go back out in public again. Did she fancy going for a drink sometime? And bless her, she said yes. Wow. And we did. Nice. And we had a couple of dates. It didn't really go anywhere. It didn't work out, but... That's fine. Yeah. Worth a go. Well, like, you know, what's the worst that happened? She said no. And she said yes. And we had a couple of dates. It was nice. I was once... She's doing very well for herself, and it's nice. I'm... Every so often I hear from her, so I say hello. Well, that's nice. So that's nice, isn't it? I was once in a bit of a low period, and I found myself on a flight to California, and there was a, a cute uh, stewardess. Is that the term now? Flirt with me a bit, and at the end, actually handed him my number. Yay! Never heard from her, but I didn't oh. care. I was happy enough that I actually went through with it. I went, do you know what? Good Fuck for it. you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. The adrenaline that runs through you. Exactly. Like, it's enough. You could you could fell an ox. Yeah. When you do it. And I told my mate who was at the other end of the plane. He went, "Fucking I." And I yeah. Said, yeah. What's What's the worst that'll happen? They'll say no. Exactly. It's like in the past, I've been hit on by gay men. Nice. I fucking love it. Yeah, same. I'm straight, but it's it's a compliment. And it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not gay, but, you know, thank you. I needed that. It's, you know, it's nice mm. in certain circumstances, as long as you're not creepy either way. Yeah. But, you know, fuck it. No, I've, I've had, a, I've, I've had a, a handful of advances. Not in a while, which I get, but not. <laughs> I've had a handful of advances. And it is greatly like it's, you go, hey, look, I'm not on the market, but it's... Done me the world of good that you've said that, and thank you. Yeah. So you'll be doing that weirdly. You know, it depends again. It all depends on how you approach yeah. it. Chances are they'll go. Oh, it's made my day. Yeah, and they'll tell the mate, be like, ah, oh, someone help me in the bob. And yeah. you'll be like, oh, great, fantastic, great. Yeah, he's living lovely. That is. You offer me some cockerel and some pork pie. <laughs> <laughs> offer some cockerel and some pork. Don't offer cockerel. Offer some. Don't even offer pork pie. Um, what a scotch. Butterscotch, there you go. Well, buy them oh. a copy of Kittens and Bomber Jackets. Oh, there you go. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. How did you and Sean meet? We knew each other years ago, briefly, when we were about 13. 
And it was just one of those that I know knew her sister better than a new hair. And then just one day, a couple of years back, just on Tinder, and he went, oh, it's her. <laughs> she went, oh, it's you. And hello. And that was it. Oh, you went, should we go out? Yeah, all right. Yeah. That was that was it. <laughs> nice. Literally that casual. And I was like, And ah. then from the first date, was it like immediately, yeah, that's the, that's, this is the thing. Off yeah. we go. Just went for coffee and talked about shite. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. And one of my old mates was going out with her sister. So I was at their house and I went, oh, hello, Sam. He's like, oh, hello. Like, what are you doing here? I was like, what are you doing what here? What are you doing here? And he was like, have you caught up with wrestling recently? I was like, I have. Uh, <laughs> that was about it. Oh. What about yourself and your good lady, well, we soon to be wife? Working together. Yeah. So I met Alex when I took my new job, my job at heart mm. up here doing drive time. Alex was the newsreader for, mm. for that station. So she would read the news. She'd read the news in the afternoon. So we just got chatting like when she'd pop in and we had a good bit of banter on air. And we finished around the same time. I didn't know anybody. So a few nights a week, we'd go out for a drink or go out for some dinner just as mates and just yeah. put the world to rights. And then we just sort of realized, actually, there's a little bit more here than there, than we think. So did you say, I'm putting out on the line here. Do you want to see me arse? <laughs> <laughs> Were you there? Yeah, I was. I was the waiter. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was you. Yeah. <laughs> there was one particular Sunday where we went out for... Um, we said we'd go for a coffee at lunchtime on a Sunday. And then she went, oh, do you fancy something a bit stronger? I went, yeah, I went for that. We went to a pub. Then we went to a Weatherspoons, And we were out for like nine hours. Yeah. All Sunday. We had drinks and we just had some dinner. And we just laughed and we just enjoyed each other's company. And didn't look back from there. Very nice. And uh, and now she's going to be my wife. Yeah. Which is nice. Oh, it's Mad Dog Vachon. Yay. Wonder what he's doing here. A legend of the area. He's probably just come by to watch the wrestling. Oh, I don't know what happens, but knowing Mad Dog Vashon, I think I know what happens. <laughs> Mad Dog Vashon has been backstage already tonight, and he's been to meet the wrestlers, mm-hmm. had a chat with Diesel, had a chat with Shawn Michaels, you know, just popping in as a yeah. resident legend. Yeah. And nothing more was said that day. Diesel has very much alluded to this being his final night in the company in a pre-match promo and yeah. said that he might just fucking rip the place to shreds on his way out. Uh, more threats were made to Vince McMahon in the build-up to this. Oh, God. Because this is the yes, first time yes, that we're alluding to the fact that Vince runs the company. Yeah, we mentioned this on the last Raw, weren't we? Mm. Yeah. He's like, McMahon, I'm going to kick your dick in. He's <laughs> like, yeah. And he, he just then he threw his jacket at... At McMahon. At McMahon. Uh, just to show him uh, just a little bit of authority. And we're getting, we're going towards the classic, we're getting the turn from Sean here because his gear is the black tro- uh, black tights with the like turquoisey Tiffany blue hearts, which to me is like mm. prime Sean. His best look was still WrestleMania where he had the white, but this for me, when I'm thinking about this era of Sean, this. I like the way he comes to the ring there, like didn't take his eyes off Diesel, threw nope. the belt on the floor. Like these two are like focused yeah. on stealing the show. I mean, compared to what the show has been so far, it's not going to be a difficult show to steal. Yeah. But they're going to just go for it. When they work together and they're not trying to get themselves over. Yeah. They have a lovely time. Yeah. Well, like, was it WrestleMania 11 where he fucked up Diesel's power bombs on purpose to say to Vince, I'm the man, yeah, not him. Basically. And Diesel was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Fair fucks, he probably is. Yeah. What a shitty man Shawn Michaels was. 
but a very good wrestler, very good as wrestler. you can see here. Moonsault, three minutes into the match. You okay? Yes, I'm fine. There no. you go. So it's no disqualification for the WWF Championship. We're seeing the real Kevin Nash Yeah. in the build to this one, and we're seeing Shawn Michaels. Oh, a boot! That's the only bit of footwear we're going to see in this match, I reckon. Yeah. So that's <laughs> Hugo, Savanovich, Hugo Savanovich's boot. Well, he's just wearing Cuban heels, is he? Of course he is. Of course. Hugo always wore Cuban heels. That's why they called him Cuban Savanovich. Cuban heel Savanovich. <laughs> All right, Cuban heel Savanovich. Could you not come with a better name for me? No, nope. that's what you are. Nope. I'm stuck now. Yeah. And they're right, white shirt Cabrera. <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck's sake, wore a white shirt one time. <laughs> it's Chucky Muffin Gate all over again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> does love a Chucky Muffin, though. He bloody loves a Chucky Muffin. I don't know whether you saw it, but the other week, on, I, doubt, I don't think it made it in, because a wrestling dog was in the competition with it. But I nominated for the Hall of Fame, Jack's Hall of Fame pick for Chucky Muffins. Nice. Because we all upstairs were like... He fucking buried the Chucky Muffins thing. Yeah. And, and he admitted, I tried to control the narrative on that. Fair. So, right, no, you're not. Here's the truth. Yeah. So, he nominated Jack's nomination for the Hall of Fame. And if it doesn't go in, and next time I'm on, I'm going to nominate my nomination of Jack's nomination. Good. <laughs> Nominationception. I, uh, I was still fuming about the time that Fraser nominated me bringing a Hasbulla cardboard cut out into the office. And I didn't get in. I was like, all right, okay. And I think there's members of Triple Jump, maybe, who are in the uh, Hall of Fame. It's like, come on. Alex has been in twice. Twice? I've brought... Pablo's been in. Joy to your fucking life. <laughs> I told Sean about this. Like, Pablo's in there. I was like, Mango and Chutney are in there. She's like, what about Poppy and Louie? He's like, I've not been on to vouch for them. <laughs> She's like, but, but they're the best cats. I was like, they are the best Next cats. time I'm on, I'll <laughs> nominate Poppy and Louie. Yeah. We'll get them in. Yeah. I'll nominate Poppy and Louie. And I will find a way to look at the votes. And if I find out you've not voted for my cats, I will come to your house and I will kick you somewhere on your body relatively hard, wearing Cuban heel Savinovich's Cuban heel. You bastards. And he will skin you. I'll skin you. I'll turn you into a sausage. <laughs> yeah, sausages are mate. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> scoop of sausage says, days, says diesel power. Ooh, scoop that sausage. I like Sean's like fish out of water dive from. I've seen him do it a few times. The fish out of water dive out of a turnbuckle yeah. smash. He did it to Hogan quite a bit during their infamous match yeah. at SummerSlam. I was the only person in the world cheering for Hogan during that <laughs> match. <laughs> really? Because just you never cheer for Sean. Never cheer for Sean. So even in the match, he was like, "Go on, Hogan, kicks fucking head." And yeah. my mates were like, "Sean Michaels and Hogan's a prick." I was like, "Yeah." But I'm still three. I'm still three years old. Would you be torn if you found out at some point that Shawn Michaels had like donated a load of money to like a charity in Liverpool? Um, no. <laughs> I'd be like, good on you, Shawn. Now do the job. <laughs> He's still a cunt. Yeah. I don't know whether like, your passion for where you come from would equal the passion for you or hatred of Shawn Michaels. Well, that's why I'm a big fan of Yokozuna, because he died in Liverpool. <laughs> if you're going to die anywhere, die in Liverpool. Yeah. Whereabouts in Liverpool did he die? Uh, I think it was the Adelphi Hotel. The Adelphi. Sure. Is that what they did the documentary on? Yeah. Oh! It's a hotel that's definitely seen better days. <laughs> it sounds like at one point it was a high-class hotel, the yeah. Adelphi. Yeah, it, it, I think it was, but like 
60 years ago. <laughs> and now it's just a bit, it's a bit crap. Did I ever tell you about the awful hotel I stayed in in Wolverhampton? No. Um, so before I moved there, I, I, I picked up some, some cover shifts at Beacon Radio, which is a big deal. But because um, I didn't drive... Oh, hang on. Diesel's choking out there. Oh, no. no. You're doing Earl. God's work. <laughs> Diesel just beats them both to death. Good. With, with, their, own. with their own shoes. He was in Sri Lanka, formerly Salon. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's taking his trousers off. What a lovely day. Um, so you're in Wolverhampton. I was in Wolverhampton. And I needed to, so I've been offered these shifts on Beacon, but because I couldn't drive, I couldn't get there early enough. So I had to stay overnight in Wolverhampton. Hmm. But I thought I need to find somewhere that is. Um, like re reasonably close to the radio station, but not so expensive that it negates the money I'm going to earn. Yeah. So I found a hotel in Wolverhampton City Centre that was offering a single room for fifteen pounds, one five. That's for me. Wow. It's called the Fox Hotel, and I arrive. The door's already broken, so I have to like really jimmy to get the door open. Yeah. In enter the hotel. Yeah. It smells of cigarettes and meat. Yeah. <laughs> to my right, there is a, a a bar that hasn't been decorated probably since the 90s. This is 2009. Right. It's got proper 90s decor in it, a TV in the corner, and just one old man sat there with a one of his old pints, just like mouth agog looking at the TV. I remember, don't know why I remember that so visually. So, 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 so very much in my mind's eye, but I do. Front of me was a couple who were checking in. They wanted any room immediately, oh, so I'm you know it was like a a business relationship. Business relationship. Um, he was I want to say he was from London, but he checked in and they and they ran off. And then I a bit get, ordered my room, and um, was it Akira Hokuto and Kansuke Sasaki? <laughs> it might have very well been. They just said, and the woman said, breakfast. What about it? <laughs> Do you want it? You want breakfast? It's like, not now, no. <laughs> As a little joke. Yeah. And she went, Do you want to order breakfast for the morning? Because it's 10 quid extra. I was like, No, I'll be fine. Thank you. I'm, gonna, I'm leaving early. Yeah. All right. Give me the key. And I went into this room. Fuck, mate. <laughs> you know you're in a good room when around by the, the, the deadlock for the door, mm. it's been chipped away. Great. Like there's like scratches all there. Like somebody's like had to prise the door open. Yeah. Both sides. Yeah. Both sides. Yeah. You go in. Um, there's a carpeted floor um, with all the carpet like pulled up at the sides. Um, it was boiling hot for some reason. <laughs> in like October, <laughs> boiling hot, and over the <laughs> over the road. N none of this is bullshit. I promise you. Over the road. There was, um, they were building a car park. Beyond the car park, there was a retail park. The only shop left on the retail park was one called Sexy Superstore. <laughs> Sexy Superstore. Went in the bathroom. A crack in the, gla in the mirror. Nice. I'm sure it was blood on the mirror. There's a little bit of blood on the, the crack bit. Very right? nice. Yeah. I thought, 15 quid, 15 quid. <laughs> Went out for my dinner and I came back. And as I get back into the room, settling down for the evening, I just hear this blazing row outside my room. <laughs> like, 100 fucking quid! 
You owe me fucking hundred quid. I'm not fucking. Fuck, not, not on my door. The one opposite me. Jesus. Until eventually someone came up um, and, and tried in vain to calm them down. And eventually they, someone else came up and went, I went, John, we've got to leave now. Ah, fucking screaming down the hall. 15 quid, 15 quid. <laughs> that night, before I went to sleep, I took the, there was, there was, there was a, there was a desk, which was a bit of wood that had been stuck to the wall and a chair nice. <laughs> underneath yeah, it yeah. Uh, with an old industrial fan. I put that, I took that chair and I put it against the door and I'd come from doing a, a doing a, a, a hosting event in Shrewsbury. So I had my tie with me and I kind of fashioned this thing. So I wrapped the tie around the chair thinking that like if they jimmied the door this much, someone's going to try and break in. Yeah. So I had this whole, like I, I had the whole door like locked up completely. And uh, I lay in bed, uh, put my headphones in, watched Family Guy on my iPod and went to sleep. <laughs> I woke up the next day at 4am. I could not got out of that room quick enough. I surprisingly slept well. Yeah. Considering what a horrible room it was. Fuck me. Um, and when I started this job at another radio station in Wolverhampton, I told, and I'm, I started recanting this story to a guy I worked with. As soon as I said the fox, he went, you stayed at the fox. <laughs> went, yeah. Oh my God. What was it? Tell me everything. And I just described it as I did here. They were like, no one, I, it looks awful. No one stayed there. And the saddest part was the last time I was in Wolverhampton, the fox, the fox had shut down. Wasn't even that it was shut down. They demolished it. Nice. It's now a car park. Good. <laughs> like, it wasn't even fit for it to be another building. Just fucking raise it to the ground. Jesus. Awful, mate. So it's just had a reputation of uh, as a house of ill repute. It's a house of ill repute, but 15 quid's 15 quid. 15 quid is 15 quid. 15 quid. I spent more than that on pizza. <laughs> Subpar pizza. Did I stay there again when I got offered another gig, I hear you ask? Oh! oh no! <laughs> powerbomb through a table. Sorry, there. Powerbomb through a table. That was excellent. phenomenal. Powerbomb through a table. And the reaction to it was loud. This must be only the second table bump in WWF. The only other one was Bret Hart against when Diesel. he got hoisted off the thing. Yeah, but that was proper phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And Diesel's like, yeah, we're going to just go. We, Diesel and Sean before this match were like, we're just going to go the distance. We're just going to put you through the table. He's telling Earl, he's like, put the belt on me. And I was like, no, no, no. He's like, it's no DQL. Fucking do it. <laughs> that table just smashed to smithereens. Sean could have sold it a bit more. But then I suppose there isn't any precedent for selling a table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no one's done it before. Like even like, but the, like Vince is even going like, just relax. Diesel's putting the belt on himself, so I think there's like yeah, adequate yeah, yeah. selling across the board yeah. for what is happening. But yeah, you're right. There's no precedent for it, so like, how can you? How do you know when to? Lost comms what, as well. What's he got here? Oh. Sneaky shirt. Whipped cream. <laughs> oh, it's a fire extinguisher. <laughs> we have some whipped cream in the face. Should we get Coventry back for the end of the match? Chin. But Sean's back up already. I mean, I mean that table just completely obliterated. It was perfect. Again, all these pro ex-pros today saying they don't sell enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Sean was up immediately after a table spot. The nice thing about those tables is the way they crumple in the middle. Yeah. The way that they're built now, they're like little like, little McCart like little um like Lego sets, aren't they? Yeah, and they flatten. Yeah. So they don't really smash through them. They just they say they just sort of crumple beneath you. Yeah. They don't really like and I love this, like the fucking headphones wrapped around the steel chair. It's like it's like you've, <laughs> the mic unit as well. It's like we've said previously on podcasts this era before WWF got too polished. Yeah, I like it. It feels more natural. I love stuff. Yeah, I love yeah. the fact that it is just a bit more like it's real. It feels real. Yeah, you've got like bits hanging off there. Look at the impact! This power bomb just great stacks him through it. I, th I think the monitors landing on him. Helped it as well. It looked like he was just smothered in debris. Yeah. What, what the cheese? <laughs> debris is not a river in Egypt. <laughs> <sighs> this has been a banger. It has been good. It's been a bloody banger. Heel Diesel's amazing. Yeah. It's Kevin Nash. Height of, yeah, it's, it is just Kevin Nash. At the height of his powers, he really cares. Yeah. Like, we'll have some Kevin Nash stuff in WCW where, like, he genuinely doesn't care. But here, he really cares. I do... They always say Kevin Nash, the smartest man in wrestling. He is. Gets to WCW. He's like, right, I've got an idea for my character. It's like, go on. He's like, dead cool. I've got the nickname, Big Sexy. I never lose. And I get paid a lot. But I'm dead cool. <laughs> And I'm dead sexy. And I'm dead hard. Did you say you're dead sexy? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's fine. We'll start, yeah, okay. start Monday. Cool. <laughs> Who are you going to feud with? I don't care as long as I beat them. Yeah, beat them. Yeah. If anyone's got a streak going, let me finish it. Because that's cool if I do that. And sexy. And it's sexy, which I, I'm both of these things. That's why they call me sexy cool, Kev. Kexy. Kex. <laughs> Is that where you trade games in? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're just freewheeling it now. They've got microphones instead of the headsets. I like it. I like the fact they're standing up, though. It's like only one chair got binned off. It'd be feel weird if one of you was sat down. Yeah, it's true. They were I, just kind yeah, of like crouching. It, like if, if, if like you lost your chair, but I still had mine, I'd feel weird just sat there. I'd stand up with you. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it this style. Yeah. Can we see our heads? No, of course not. But this is how we'll do. We'll do Jerry Lawler style for the rest. It's nice to stretch the old legs as well. Yeah. Not the legs will have anything to do with what's about to happen in the show. This is already hurting my thigh. <laughs> I'm a fucking mess. Have <laughs> you got cinnamon all around you? I may have gotten a bit of cinnamon. Cinnamon all around your gullet. A bit of cinnamon. Around your rude hullet. <laughs> around my big rude. Your big rude hullet. Whoa! Whoa. Sorry, that was me breaking the table. Rough customer. Big rough customer. Diesel, as you say, big and sexy and cool here. And it's about to get bigger and sexier and cooler. Where's he going? Where's he going? He's jawjacking with some fans. <laughs> They're just like, don't do that, Diesel. And you naughty like, boy. Oh, my God. Mad dog for sure. He's just freshly painted his beard. Leave him alone. <laughs> and what do we know about Mad Dog Vachon? He's got a false leg. <laughs> What's the other pay-per-view? He turns up at a 
Attitude Era pay-per-view and gets his leg whipped Breakdown off. Breakdown 98? Or yes. Over the Edge 98? Over the Edge, because I think I had that on video. Yeah. Yeah. So this is apparently Mad Dog's idea. Yeah. Use my leg as a weapon, lads. And they went, all right. Yeah. Mad Dog was up for it. He wants to get involved. Use my leg. Proper wrestler, isn't he? He's like, oh, I've got a wooden leg. Gimmick, brother. Gimmick. <laughs> to be fair, if I had a wooden leg and I was in the wrestling racket, oh, yeah. I'd have probably gone, yeah, use it as a weapon. Yeah, like your brass hand. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know I hate it when your brass hand <laughs> gets moldy? I'll do some Pearson's brass hand oil. <laughs> oh! That was good. Swung for the fences. The sweetest of chin musics. <laughs> here's, here's your leg back, Mad Dog. Mad Dog's just pagging on the outside. Thanks for coming, Mad Dog. Boof. Beef. Biff. Baff. Boff. Boff. Biff. Beff. Oh! Terrible camera work. We didn't actually see the sweet chin music. There it, it is. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's good. F you, F you, F you. That's good. Fire? Yeah. Get lost. Get out of here. Get out of the WWF. And faces need to show edge. Yes. They, they need to show edge. You can't just be like happy to be there. As much as I love 90s Sting, for example, you can't always be a cookie cutter arsehole because <laughs> then you become a gullible twat as exactly well. yeah don't worry Ric Flair I trust you <laughs> <laughs> oh there's a load of candy floss in the background get your cotton candy Shawn Michaels has won he eats some pink stuff <laughs> cotton candy king king candy <laughs> candy king Ross Hart get out there it's <laughs> <laughs> always me shut up Ross <laughs> Bruce is Bruce is trying to get some sea for us <laughs> <laughs> so what did Dave give our main event of the evening? Well, you already said that he said this is possibly the best WWF match of the year, decade. Yeah, of the year. Four and a half stars. Bang on. Yeah. Four and a half stars. Nearly a five-star classic for Melt. It was very good brawl. Mm. Uh, there was psychology. There was fire. There was intensity. Because this is what I was saying about Melter. I know Melter, it's one man's opinions, but he's been watching it long enough that if you like the style of wrestling that he likes, he's a good barometer. Mm. One of the things he says about five stars, or he used to anyway, was it can't get five stars unless it is storyline motivated and driven. Whereas he seems to have forgotten that in the modern day. Whereas that was very storyline driven. Yeah, very storyline motivated, very driven. And a phenomenal main event. Very good. Uh, of, a, of a short and, and snappy bit of wrestling show. Yeah. Um, the live crowd got a couple of other matches. They must have got an Undertaker match, surely. They did indeed. So they're in order, they got Steve Austin versus Savio Vega. Austin beating Vega. Yeah. Um, they got Triple H versus Mark Mero. Uh, Triple H's cheating to get the win. Oh. And in the main event, Undertaker beat Mankind. Okay. Uh, described as a terrible match. Right. So, got some work to do with those two. God, I don't think we'll ever get a classic match out of those No, two. I don't think we ever bloody will. <laughs> Thoughts on good friends, better enemies? I can't say it was particularly a good show, but it was an easy show to watch, saved by a good main event. Rest of it was, yeah. Yeah. We've seen better matches on Raw. So good show, better matches on Raw. Yeah, it's a good way of describing it. That is Tom Campbell thoughts. Uh main event phenomenal. Yeah, uh, Goldust and Ultimate Warrior. I was ready for it. To, like the way Dave Meltzer described it was, it was a shit house. There was nothing really to it. It was just no. a segment. 
it just went on too long. Whatever it was, it was just a segment. If it was a three-minute thing, it'd be fine, but it felt about half an hour. Vader looked good in beating Razor. Yeah, actually, I forgot about Vader Razor. And the rest were there as well. Yeah. And the others uh, were there as well. Uh, so that concludes the Cold Hearted Classic. Watch along if in your house. Good friends, better enemies. Back next week with a brand new classic Raw review on the way to Beware of Dog. No. David, man, you've got your own pay-per-view. Good. Hope it goes off without it. <laughs> oh, there's no technical malfunctions <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Anything you want to plug? Uh, no. This podcast? This podcast? <laughs> that's fine. Uh, is it Classic Nitro, Classic Smackdown Review, as yeah, normal yeah. throughout the week as well? Until yeah. we're next back together, he is at Brad Atkins on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we're at Godholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. We all have in his life. She all never takes twice. As she rises to her I could have stepped in, said save your throat, but I wanted to see how that was going to pan out. Thanks for not doing that. Grow your hair. Love you, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 